0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
1: Congresswoman Claudia Tenney. Congresswoman, good morning. Good morning. We uh, have a lot to get into for our first discussion of 2024, but we're going to start where we left off in 2023, and that is the a legal immigrant problem at the southern border on January 7th, 2024. Where do we stand at the crisis on the border?
2: Well, as you know, Joe, it's getting worse and worse. Uh, Last month, we had a record in the history of the United States. 302,000 migrants were documented crossing the U.S. southern border. That's an incredible number. It's almost 800,000 just since October 1st, which is when the fiscal year started. And it's the highest first quarter we've had in our ever, ever in recorded history. So this is a huge problem. And as you know, in in, uh, northern New York uh, at our at the at the uh, uh, Niagara Falls uh, port of entry, we had an Iranian national with links to terrorism who attempted to cross earlier this year and attempted attempted again. Uh, The Canadians, uh, you know, he was sent back. And unfortunately, these types of things are happening. And as you know, we've talked about this, uh, the northern border. 85% 85% of those on the terror watch list are coming across on the northern border. Uh, the New York's 24th district, which I uh, very proudly represent, represents an awful lot of the northern border, or and, or the counties I represent, uh, including Niagara County, of course. And, and uh, this is this is a problem. And what it really should be, should be should be said about this is, the human smuggling cartels are making 32 million dollars a week. For bringing these illegal immigrants across the border. $32 million a week. They're doing better on smuggling human beings than they're doing on bringing illicit drugs, which are also another huge problem with fentanyl and other drugs being brought in through the northern border as well. Uh, and our Customs and Border Patrol agents are documenting and working on doing the best they can uh, on this issue. But, you know, it really just comes down to the Biden administration under Secretary Mayorkas and Joe Biden, and our borders are. Uh, The Vice President Kamala Harris refused to do anything and to put anything in place other than more money to incentivize more people with false asylum claims coming forward. And just one last thing about that, Joe, if you have a legitimate asylum claim and you are truly being persecuted at your country of origin, you are going to go to a port of entry. You're not going to try to sneak through the border uh, using uh, the cartel machinery to get you there. You are going to have a legitimate claim, and we know that the very small percentage of these people uh, are are actually legitimate asylum seekers, so this is a huge problem, not only costing the American taxpayer a fortune it's costing New York State a fortune and unfortunately, uh, our governor uh, allotted a billion dollars in new taxes and spending last year to accommodate more more migrants and what do we get more migrants? Even Mayor uh, Adams from New York City is uh, doing everything he can to try to stop this, except he refuses to acknowledge that sanctuary cities are an incentive. That's something that uh, we're going to continue to work on. And, And unfortunately, you're seeing this huge problem where the U.S. taxpayer, particularly in my region, New York taxpayers are being forced to foot the bill for bad policy coming out of Albany and Washington.
1: Congresswoman, uh, CBS did a poll on the crisis at the border, and it shows that, you know, more and more Americans are saying that there is a crisis. It needs the attention of the White House, of, uh, you know, of of border security, needs more security. Do you see the White House responding to that? It is an election year. Do you think we're going to see something as November approaches?
2: Well, you see that they're starting to admit there's a crisis, but they continue to blame the Republicans when it was Joe Biden on his very first day in office who did a series of executive orders reversing all the Trump-era policies that were working. They were bringing the numbers down on the border. They were disincentivizing people from coming through. He was taking a strong stance against the cartels, working with the former Mexican president to keep the Remain in Mexico policy in place, which was deterring these people from coming into our communities in our country. And so until the Biden administration starts... Putting those things in place, doing the things that President uh, Biden, President uh, Trump did, you're going to continue to see this. And Joe Joe Biden, it's going to cost him the election. It's going to cost him the election. The Democrats are starting to wake up. I've seen you know my colleague, who's a, a great guy, Henry Cuellar, who has the Texas border, coming out and put you know actually criticizing President Biden for not doing something. Uh, and they have got to step up. It's it's really it's not just. You know, a bunch of people coming across. It's really costly from a security standpoint. Uh, we saw people with uh, that they showed recently on the news. Uh, two murderers came across the border. We don't know uh, who else is coming, whether they're going to go in and join potentially terror cells. Uh, all these people coming across aren't vetted. Kathy Hochul once said she could vet them. They can't be vetted, we found out. And they get, they, the New York State does everything you shouldn't do. Issues driver's licenses, gives to pr- protection to illegal migrants, displaces veterans and other our own homeless citizens who don't have a place to go themselves. These are real bad policies, and people are starting to wake up to the fact. Uh, look, I've had people in my district, that, which is, you know, sprawls all the way from uh, nor- the northeast border of Lake Ontario in Clayton all the way to Lockport and including the Finger Lakes, send me video of their, their ring doorbells and their, and their trail cams showing illegal immigrants all walking around in our district. So these things are happening. These people could be dangerous, and we know that some of them have been dangerous, as As, you, as it happened in, in Buffalo. We had uh, rape accusations. We had a murder in Rensselaer County. We've had a lot of terrible things happen. When you have no control of your border, you are undermining citizenship and you're undermining the taxpayers who are being forced in a very difficult economic situation that we all face today as Americans to now have to pay for even more people who many of whom may end up becoming dependents and not actually working for us. So these are these are huge problems that the Democrats are refusing to address. It's something we're going to address when we go back to Washington this week. And it's uh, it's going to be a decisive issue when it comes to the election of 2024 for Congress and for president of the United States, especially. You
1: know, we talk so much about the the border and we have to get the border under control.
2: Call from mom. Answer
1: it but when and if that ever happens what about the people who are already in this country what is what is the plan for the people we don't know are here
2: well interesting that when i was in my first term in congress we actually came out with a bill that would prioritize who does, who has to be deported and there is a substantial majority that need to be deported sent back to their country of origin and we're going to have to do that and we're going to have to decide uh, who was actually born in the United States under that situa- under that the law that 's been kind of a, a subject to interpretation, but nonetheless it 's been the the uh, the tradition that we 've had here who is entitled to become a citizen, and where do they stand in line because remember we have millions of people who are standing and waiting in line to become legal citizens of the United States, doing it the proper way, not coming across the border, not enriching cartels those people should be the first in line and we have to have a limit and orderly migration. So I'm afraid deportation is going to be necessary. We're going to have to determine uh, what people's uh, what their uh, their criminal background is, their ability to, to actually work, their ability to actually become uh, citizens who agree to our constitutional principles of freedom and, and individual rights and, and self uh, reliance. Those are all things that are going to have to be assessed, but I'm afraid Uh, Joe, that a large majority, if not nearly all of them, are going to have to face deportation. They are just too many people that are coming in illegally, violating the law in their first act, over people who are waiting patiently to come into this country, doing it the legal way. And those are the people that should get priority under our immigration system.
1: Back here uh, in New York State, this happened like two days after uh, we last talked in 2023. Uh, the Court of Appeals says that the congressional lines here in New York State has to be redrawn. Uh, your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, it's a very unfortunate decision. When you talk about interfering with elections and and taking uh, down democracy, there isn't anything that says that, like the Court of Appeals coming in and overturning the will of the New York uh, electorate. New Yorkers voted by a substantial majority in 2014 to take redistricting, partisan redistricting, out of Albany and giving it to an independent redistricting committee. Uh, this has been overturned by the Court of Appeals. I want to say I'm an attorney, but the judge who the Democrats uh, took out, uh, who, was, who sided with the fair lines and making sure that the people, uh, the, what, the, what the people voted for got their way, was kind of bullied out of the the Court of Appeals, and they replaced her with a guy who is from New York City, mostly from California, who basically gave, uh, in in a prior decision, you know, habeas corpus rights. That's human rights and, and rights under our Constitution to an elephant at the Bronx Zoo. This is the kind of justice we're getting from one of the most venerable courts throughout history, the New York Court of Appeals, to overturn the will of the people. It's a direct hit at democracy, something that the, Joe Biden and the Democrats decry on a daily basis. But nothing could be more threatening than to democracy than to tell the people of New York, we don't like what you voted for. And by the way, voted for three referendums, turning away some of the Albany Democrats' rules in 2021. So uh, this is a two-to-one democratic state. The people voted for democracy. The people voted for fairness. They voted against the one party rule in Albany. And yet the Court of Appeals overturning their will. This is a bad idea. We're going to face redistricting. And the only reason this is happening is a absolute power grab by the Democrats in Washington. This lawsuit was not brought by New York Democrats. This lawsuit was brought by Hakeem Jeffries, the the, uh, minority leader, so he can become the Speaker of the House to take away the majority, the slim majority the Republicans have in the House of Representatives. This is how the Democrats' lust for power undermines democracy and will ultimately hurt our communities. And by the way, we don't have a chance to vote on this this year. This is what we're going to end up getting from one-party rule and lawless Democrats out of Washington.
1: Last time we uh, spoke, we did talk about the uh, impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. Uh, When you get back to uh, Washington, where does that stand?
2: Well, first of all, this week, we're going to be facing uh, an impeachment inquiry in the Homeland Security Committee. Congressman and our chairman of that committee, Mark Green, announced a full committee hearing. It's going to start Wednesday, uh, January 10th, to evaluate the impact of the decisions made by Secretary Mayorkas, his failed leadership, and his refusal to enforce the laws passed by Congress. But under our Constitution... Uh, article um, Article Two, Section Three: The President of the United States, Joe Biden, has an obligation to enforce the laws of the United States, whether he likes them or not. Deliberately and and uh, blatantly disregarding the laws passed by Congress, immigration laws that have been on the books all the way back until the 90s, is an impeachable offense. Not just all the you know shenanigans going on with his using his son to enrich himself and his family with Burisma, the energy company or the Chinese Communist Party, all that uh, all that you know, manipulation and abuse of power on the Department of Justice, the IRS, uh, which all came up, by the way, in my committee on ways and means. He is not ex- faithfully executing the laws of the United States, which is required by Article two, II, Section three of the U.S. Congress under the executive branch. And that is going to be the main reason that Joe Biden will face impeachment along with the other corruption and bribery charges that we are still working on getting to through the impeachment inquiry process.
1: Other than that, and um, obviously the crisis at the border, is there anything else that you think people should be keeping an eye on when Congress gets back to session?
2: Yes, people should be very wary of what's happening in terms of the ability to get our budget passed and and the very slim majority that we have. Republicans need to stick together. Uh, we can't afford one more than two uh, people to, to move away unless we find some Democrats to support us. We've got to deal with the difference between mandatory spending, which is bringing our, our uh, debt so high and our, and our deficit. And we've got to deal with discretionary spending, which is a very small percentage of what the, the mandatory spending is. If we don't stick together as Republicans, we could very well lose the House. We could lose a lot of a lot of our ability to stand against the authoritarianism and the anti-democratic movement coming out of the Democratic Party. And uh, this is this is a really important thing to watch as we watch these processes coming forward. Big issues coming on in January uh, with dealing with our appropriations and appropriations again coming up in February, specifically dealing with how we uh, how we uh, crack down on Joe Biden with the border. And the border is a priority along with our economy. So those are big issues.
1: Uh, And the big issue today, Joe, is go
2: Bills. That is the big issue today. They have got
1: to win. (laughs) No, let let me tell you. I was so – I wanted a security of of at least knowing they were in the playoffs. And, you know, uh, obviously Pittsburgh didn't do us any help. But I just – I don't know how you can beat a team by 28 points earlier in the season and not win when you have – the Bills are going to have the home field advantage in Miami. So I I, I think – I think we got it. I think we got it. I don't want to sound too confident, but 8:20 uh, seems so far away.
2: I, I am so uh, so concerned about it, but I'm very excited. I'm very. I have tons of friends who took the trip to Miami. I wish I could have gone, but my schedule just just doesn't allow it. We've got to be in DC, and we're getting ready. We just put out our year-end uh, report and our, of all of our accomplishments in 2023. We put out the new things that we're going to be doing in 2024. So there's a lot going on. Uh, but I, I really am just hoping and praying the Bills pull this out. I know we didn't get some of the wins we needed uh, yesterday to help us. So we, this is a must-win. We've got to get in the playoffs. We've got to beat Miami. And uh, I, I, I'm just uh, hoping this is it. A uh, little rough start, uh, middle of the middle of the season here, but the Bills are coming back strong, and let's hope they're going to continue to fight it out. Let's
1: hope so. Let me tell you, uh, the nine o'clock show tomorrow will will sound a lot different uh, if it doesn't go the Bills' way tonight. I'm just I'm just giving you the heads up.
2: Yes, yeah, so let's uh, make sure. Let's just like I, I feel like I can will them for my TV set to win. Let's hope we can all do that.
1: Let's hope so, Congresswoman, I do have to ask you one more question. Um, sure, you have put your support behind uh, someone in the 2024 election.
2: Yes. uh, A couple of days ago or last week, I endorsed President Trump. Uh, I think we are lucky to have such a good field of Republicans. But right now, uh, President Trump has a proven record as president. Uh, It was one of the most amazing uh, four years. uh, And I got to serve in two of those four years as a member of Congress where so many things were accomplished. Uh, where president trump you know really just put our economy in overdrive the tax cuts and jobs act which the democrats always decry was one of the best things that happened to upstate new york and small businesses and our huge farming communities he did a lot for our farmers uh he unleashed american energy which helped our economy he cut uh unnecessary regulations more than any president in the history of the united states which is part of why our economy was on overdrive under president trump He gave us global security and stability. He took action when it was needed in the international field. And though he may not have been loved by our international enemies and allies, he was well-respected and we had no wars and we did not have the fragile situation that we have going on right now. So I endorse President Trump. I think he is the person with the strength, the resilience and the courage to take on the really unprecedented problems that have been created by the Biden administration uh, right now. So, uh, that that's uh, that just happened last week.
1: Anyone that you would uh, like to see him pick as VP, or is it too early?
2: Oh, I th- I think that that's going to develop over time. I know lots of names that have come out, uh, but uh, I'm sure that uh, there's going to be a-, a good choice for VP. It looks like as we come up on Iowa that President Trump is going to dominate in all of the uh, all of the primary states. Uh, but uh, I do hope that all the fences get mended between. The Republican, um, the Republican candidates who are vying for president right now because we do have a good field and we do have a number of people that are going to be future leaders in our, in our country. And uh, just looking forward to seeing uh, President Trump take on Joe Biden. And uh, even if it's going to be Joe Biden, it may not be. Uh, I predicted that it might not be. Uh, but we really need a strong, resilient, courageous president. And uh, President Trump has shown that he can take on and overcome all that has been thrown at him, either while president and now even after.
1: Yeah, You, you and our friend, Carl Calabrese, keep saying it won't be Joe Biden. So we'll have to uh, keep our, our eyes open for that. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Hey, Congresswoman, thank you as always. Go Bills.
2: And uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks. Good luck tonight to the Bills. I'm praying.